Yarmy hearties, welcome to the Good Ship Park Rush. I'm Captain Tom. Joining me as ever is first mate Josh. Hello. <laughs> wow. Uh, g- gar. <laughs> I was, uh, that's caught even me by surprise. Uh, I mean, arr, that's even caught me by surprise. I came up from the depths like a kraken when you least expected it, oh. I did. You'll never well, get me again, Jack Sparrow. Well, mateys, this week was supposed to be a special Sea of Thieves episode of the Park Rush podcast. We were going to play the new expansion pack with Jack Sparrow and some Pirates of the Caribbean shenanigans. We heard that it had some references to the ride, and we thought that would make it a theme park adjacent video game. But no, we're down for maintenance, scallywag. And so, I did all this rehearsing for no reason. But I can't stop talking like a pirate. <laughs> so I guess I'm just stuck like this for the whole episode. Wow. Uh, uh, oh, I'll try my best to snap out of it. No, he's got me again, he has. No, uh, I'm good. I'm, I'll endeavour to not be a pirate Go until such a time. Go back to Treasure Island. Aye. Would love to, but it's not on the green list, laddie. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I will endeavour to uh, stay on top of this inner pirate that I didn't know existed until such a time that we can, in fact, play the Sea of Thieves Pirates of the Caribbean expansion, which was meant to be the focus of this week's podcast until we logged into the game and it said, Yar, we're down for maintenance for the precise two hours that you had to play it this morning before going to work. And I was like, oh, great. Well, I guess we'll just record the podcast then yep. without any Pirates of the Caribbean chat. Typical. Uh, other than the crushing disappointment of that particular setback, Josh, how are you doing? I'm doing uh, delightfully well. Uh, been back to the theme, uh, theme park, cinemas, multiple times now. Yeah, even did a Nature double is healing. Yeah, so yeah, uh, it's uh, salute me for me. Exactly, yes. Fast and the Furious 9. Where does that rank for you, Josh, on the scale? Is it better or worse than Supercharged? people need to know um better than supercharged in my mind is supercharged the worst of the i mean i suppose there are what now 11 i guess you would describe as kind of fast period you've got nine core films hobson shaw and supercharged I, I don't know if there's anything else that people would throw into the mix but from those 11 where are you putting supercharged is it is it rock bottom supercharged is rock bottom for me Wow. By far Brutal. margin as well. Like, I think those m- most recent Fast and Furious films are bad, but Supercharges makes them look like Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah, but, um, you know, the cars in the queue are pretty cool. and The, the queue area is great. The, the actual ride is <laughs> woeful. Just give me the queue yeah. area. Okay, so what you're saying is if you queued up and then the ride broke down just as you were about to get on it and therefore you're only experience of the ride was the queue, you would actually consider it a superior attraction. Yes. So what they need to do is they need to replace the ride with something that's good, but just keep the queue as it is. So you go through a Fast and the Furious-themed queue to end up on, um, I don't know, a new Hanna-Barbera ride. Yeah, just or, just, it out there. or just bring back uh, the disaster ride. Yeah, you could do that. <laughs> we could have like a Hanna-Barbera ride, but 
you know, it's it's like the Hanna Barbera universe putting on a Fast and the Furious kind of movie, like a street race with the Mystery Machine oh, and the yeah. Flintstones cars and the Jetsons car and all that good stuff. You know, you I could, think it could work. Um, I think it could work. You'd get um, you know, like Darcy and Mutley, and they're all Hanna Barbera, oh, yeah. And Penelope I Pitstop, think and so about Roadrunner is he Hanna Barbera or is he Looney Tunes? Oh God, I think he's Hanna Barbera. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I wacky, think he might be Looney races, Tunes, actually. Wacky Races is definitely Hanna-Barbera. Fine. So they're is all Roadrunner wacky, wacky Races? Or is, oh, no. I don't know. I can't remember. No. Oh. Road, um, wacky Races is... There's a car race every episode. Um, but Roadrunner is not involved in that. He is a Looney Tune, I think. Yes, it does look that way. Okay. I should have fact-checked this kind of thing before I came on air. But then, in my defence, I did not <gasps> expect to be talking about... The Fast and the Furious Hanna-Barbera film. So. But Tom, oh. what was the first appearance of Wile E. Coyote and the Roadrunner? Oh, this feels to me like a potentially uh, trick question. What, did they debut, perhaps, in a Hanna-Barbera production? Uh, no. It, the, it, the episode was called Fast and, Fast and oh. Furious. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So this is where Vin Diesel got his got the idea from. Yeah, yeah, this is it. I mean, Fur Furious sounds kind of like Furious. So I think we could get away with this. It's probably what he said to himself. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um yeah. Fast and Furious 9 it's out now in cinemas. It's um I mean, it is quite literally a family film. So if you're looking for something to do <laughs> with the kids, there's probably nothing better out right now. Go and check it out, I guess. For me, this is the fifth most enjoyable <laughs> Fast and Furious <laughs> film. Very deliberately, a very deliberate choice of words there. Yeah. Uh, most enjoyable. Yes. I, yes, I would. Yes, I enjoyed myself. I will leave it at that and we shall move on. Although actually another film news that maybe is somewhat relevant to the uh, Disney massive that obviously listened to this show. I did watch uh, Luna, is it? Or Luca? Luca. Is it Luca or Luna? It's Luca. Luca. Okay, yes. I really enjoyed Luca. That is a very heartwarming, cute, adorable film. Oh, nice. With a lovely message and it looks fabulous it looks absolutely amazing you really sort of take for granted just how exceptional pixar's output just looks these days it really knocked my socks off uh, yeah, they, it was really nice and colorful and it was a nice palette cleanser from some of the sort of grimmer <laughs> films that i've seen of late they've really gone from uh, strength to strength really yeah and that's two kind of new Oh, I, mean, I don't really love using this terminology because it kind of makes it all makes the work like this creative work sound really sort of business like. But two new IP from Pixar in a row now in terms of in Soul and uh, Luca, although both straight to Disney Plus, and I think both would have shone on a big screen. So I hope that's not the new norm for Pixar films. I I would like to see them at the cinema going forward. Uh, speaking of films. Uh, and hopefully, you know, world-class productions that will top even the best Pixar output. I'm sure you'll agree, Josh. Uh, I mean, they've nailed it once already, so history would tell us that they're going to knock it out of the park once again. A new Tower of Terror oh movie boy. is apparently in production. Can you believe it? Oh, 
I, I can't actually. <laughs> I, I'm surprised that this exists. Apparently, according to Collider, uh, a Tower of Terror movie is well, maybe in production was giving it a bit too much weight, but it's, yeah. it's kind of in the offing, shall we say, at Disney. And uh, Scarlett Johansson is apparently going to produce and star in the new Tower of Terror film, which is going to be written yes. by Josh Cooley, who wrote Inside Out and directed Toy Story 4, which I regularly forget actually exists. Uh, there's not really anything else to this report at the moment. Uh, Disney and Johansson herself haven't commented on the report. So that's all we've got. But of course, we watched the original made-for-TV Tower of Terror <laughs> film starring Steve Guttenberg and Kirsten Dunst. Uh, when was that? We would have watched that in 2019, I suppose, which is yeah. mental. Oh, yeah. By the way, clearly we're not in the same studio again this week. Clearly, But yeah. that is a consequence of the fact that we expected right now to be playing Sea of Thieves and so hadn't got together at the studio. That was meant to be tomorrow. But now we've flipped it round, but... At too short notice for me to travel to the studio because you know I have to, I have to get out of here pretty soon. So that's why we're not in the studio. Hopefully next week we'll be back. Fingers crossed. Anyway, so yes, uh, Tower of Terror. Uh, I mean, I guess you know Disney seemingly are having another go at this whole theme park to movie translation. Obviously, pirates started the trend somewhat in the early 2000s and that was such a success that they had another go with Haunted Mansion and then I think that kind of put them off Tomorrowland as well didn't do very well and then the Pirate series kind of petered out somewhat depressing fashion I want them to redo uh, Tomorrowland but not be based on Tomorrowland I want it to be based on is it Discoveryland at Paris and kind of Jules Verne area of uh, Tokyo Disney Sea as well so basically I want it to be a Jules Verne sort of themed and then i guess you know if they're basing it off the french version of tomorrowland they would be obligated to hire a timothy chalamet <laughs> who is in just about every film now yeah so uh, ironically he plays yeah. the englishman in the henry film on netflix and they get robert pattinson to play the frenchman <laughs> I, I mean that just sounds really unnecessary Robert Patterson is great as the French prince. He is. It just feels like they made a someone made an honest mistake in pre-production. <laughs> like, wait, we've cast these two guys the wrong way <laughs> round. They got the script it's too switched late. up. They've rehearsed for their respective parts. It's too late to swap them back round again. We'll just have to hope that Rob can do a French accent <laughs> and Tim can do an English one. Yeah, fine. And. Uh, if they can't, well, embrace it. You know, it'll be like Steve Martin trying to do Inspector Clouseau. Hamburger. <laughs> Hamburger. Yes. Uh, wow, we're really uh, treating people with our incredible impersonations oh, and yeah. accents this week. It's incredible stuff. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I, but yes, what we were saying, uh, they're having another go with this whole uh, theme park movie thing. Obviously, Jungle Cruise is at this point only about four weeks away, which I'm very excited about. That's going to be a uh, Disney Plus and cinema release, at least here in the UK, I assume in the US as well. Uh, that's going to be a cinema trip, I think, for us, Josh. Hell yeah. So yeah, they're, they're having another go at this. What, what would you be looking for from a Tower of Terror remake? I mean, it's important to note that obviously Tower of Terror is inspired by the Twilight Zone series, but then when they made the Tower of Terror film in 97, that was inspired by the ride, not the series. So one would imagine that this will be the same. It'll be inspired by the ride rather than the series, but 
Would yeah. you be looking to them to maybe tap into the original inspiration a bit more this time? Or what would you be looking for from a Tower of Terror movie in 2026, let's say? <laughs> I well, I, so I don't think they'll be able to do it like a Twilight Zone thing because CBS owned the rights to that. So I don't know uh, if oh, they, yeah. um, how that will work. But I think maybe, so I think it will be based on the ride, obviously. And then what, do, what how do you do it, you know? Do you get Steve Gutenberg back? <laughs> uh, probably not. Well, I mean, Kirsten Dunst reportedly is coming back to play Mary Jane in Spider-Man. Maybe she's doing a sort of farewell tour to her maybe. most beloved roles and would be game to return for the Tower of Terror. <laughs> maybe you could do like a time travel type thing. Uh, you could hire, you could get Tobey Maguire involved as well and they could be like, maybe he lives in the hotel like it's turned into a block of apartments or something but the <laughs> lift is still broken, still broken and he's behind on his rent payments and he can say something like you get your rent when you fix this damned elevator <laughs> maybe and you know you could do that you know and you but you you go you're in the lift the similar thing happens as back uh, in the 20s uh, and then you end up back in the twenties, and you have to do some, you know, something, find some MacGuffin, I don't know, to uh, yeah, 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 to fix the fix the hotel, stop the incident from happening, and get yourself back to the future. Uh, wait, no, yeah, no, this sounds good. This sounds good. This sounds like a bit of a Doctor Who episode, yeah. you know, like the the elevator takes on the role of the TARDIS you know you get in you end up somewhere you weren't supposed to be the TARDIS you know you've had, you, we've all seen those Doctor Who episodes where the TARDIS is then decommissioned for plot reasons and there is a uh, a problem that needs to be solved in this uh, new location that they're stranded in before they can get back in the TARDIS and go back to uh, the, yeah, the future as you say so yeah yeah I like it I like it this could work yeah and I, I kind of like the idea of them going back then when they get back to the present day the hotel is actually now surviving and thriving and uh the bellboy is now in charge of the hotel ah as as you've got this all figured out you know what can i say this all you've got this all figured out are you are you josh cooley all this time have you been the guy did you direct toy story 4 oh wow well i mean let me let me tell you right now josh i didn't really like toy story 4 so i hope i hope you improve upon on That's that particular brutal. film I can't believe with you the tower like this I know well wait until I say it to your actual face <laughs> that's going to mm. be the thing isn't it like we're going to keep saying next week we're going to be in the studio but we never come back <laughs> um, I do fear that that could well end up being the case yeah <laughs> I guess so uh, we'll, we'll see I mean last week at least I mean I mean, I feel like you know we've we've got by so far you know last week everyone thought we'd be back in the studio and we weren't but we at least had a, a great guest on to talk about Avengers Campus this week. We might have been back in the studio. It's not happened, but the people got this incredible uh, pirate sequence at the start of the show. Next week, yeah, like I say, hopefully we'll actually be back in the uh, in the studio. But yeah, I suppose at this point we need to stop making promises because um, we keep breaking them. Well, yeah, you keep making promises. I'm just biding my time. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's Tower of Terror. Do you think we'll get any, like, a, a post-credit scene? Maybe this is further down the track than people thought and we get a little clue or a hint in the Jungle Cruise, do you think? Do you think we'll get any little Easter eggs about future theme park films in That'd there? That'd be really cool. Cause it, so, obviously, if you take... There's obviously the uh, Disney theme park cinematic universe or 
thematic universe, theme park universe, around the uh, Society of Explorers and Adventurers. And the Tower of Terror in Tokyo Disney Sea is part, was owned by a guy who, uh, Har- uh, Harrison Hightower, I think his name is. So that's like part of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. So maybe, because Jungle Cruise, uh, there's a Jungle Cruise skipper that's part of that uh, society as well. So maybe there is a tie in there. Mm. Maybe this is the start we- of the Disney theme park movie cinematic universe as we know it. Yeah, can you imagine? And they'll what, reboot Pirates of the Caribbean as part of this. You yeah. can't really... I mean, Johnny Depp is kind of... Uh, busted flush at this point yeah a little bit so maybe they'd have to reboot that and then they start making marvel uh, comics on it and then they, they end up as the third phase of the avengers <laughs> yeah uh well i take what i take back what i said about you having it all figured out that sounds terrible i don't know let's not let's not do that an avengers thing park movie tie-in yeah but you get scarlett johansson back you get the rock you get emmy blunt that's not a bad lineup for the avengers <laughs> You know, started lineup. Yeah, I guess so. Who would play a new part, a new pirate? I mean, the interesting thing, of course, is that Jack Sparrow is still a very popular character, as evidenced by the fact that he's just turned up in Sea of Thieves. So, uh, and it's a you know, clearly, it's still that character. It's still that Johnny Depp. You know, people are doing impersonations of Johnny Depp when they play Jack Sparrow, whether it's in a video game or a theme park or whatever it might be. So, it feels like that particular characterization is. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. So if you were to make a new Pirates film, it would be weird to hire someone to do an impression of Johnny Depp playing Jack Sparrow. So I feel like you'd need a new <laughs> cast of characters in a Pirates reboot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You'd need a, a new main Pirates. Uh, I feel like you'd need... There's no one that sort of had the same trajectory as... Uh, God, I've already forgotten his name. I, don't, I, don't, I think you, you have to go a, you have to go a different, different route, I guess, with your main character, right? Maybe. Get, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Oh, here we go. Steve Johnny, uh, Gutenberg. Uh, Jack Sparrow, Jack Sparrow origin story starring Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> He's already playing young Wonka, so it makes oh, yeah, sense he is, that yeah. he would also play a young version of another Johnny Depp weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so speak, go speak, for it. Speaking of Wonka, I got my 40th uh, anniversary edition of uh, Woody Wonka and the Chocolate Factory through yesterday. It's very nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. 4K Blu-ray. Beautiful. You you got an actual golden ticket, is that right? I did, yes. Have you framed it? Have you put it anywhere? Uh, No, it's in the box. Of course it is. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, that's a Tower of Terror film, apparently, coming soon, or coming at some point, uh, being worked on. And we'll see what comes of it, I suppose. Yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Yeah, we'll see. All right, let's move on. Uh, what have we got here else? Uh, the Epcot nighttime show with the uh, taking place on the set of the finale of Spider-Man 2 uh, is a, it's going to open on October 1st. So at least there's something that's going to be ready for the 50th anniversary. Josh, uh, no Guardians, no Tron. No, no yeah. return of the Walt Disney World Railroad, which uh, has now been closed, as pointed out by Expedition Theme Park on Twitter, as of today, now been closed for 936 days. Yes. Which is which is mental. Yeah. Uh, Walt would be spinning in his grave. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned Guardians as well. Uh, according to uh, Jim Hill of the Disney Dish podcast, uh, that's not coming until the holiday season of 2022. 
So uh, both your holiday next year and my family's holiday next year oh. will both miss Guardians. That That is a shame. Yeah. I mean, I'm not entirely surprised, but I mean, that will have been what? How long in the making? When did they break ground on that ride? Um, the problem is, is that it's not... Like the roller coaster, I think is pretty much done. It's the filming, it's the video. And James Gunn and the crew have to do Guardians 3... The Christmas special that they're doing, which I assume is some sort of going to be some sort of riff on Star Wars Christmas special, um, and also film for this roller coaster all at the same time. So uh, obviously right, that's yeah. a lot of work. Okay, Chris Pratt probably just hasn't got changed out of his Star Lord outfit for about three years at this point, right? Because he probably finished Endgame, then went straight into Thor four <laughs> and yeah. now he's gonna now he's got three guardians projects to do yeah i would just he, probably just not get dressed if i was him is he in the new jurassic world film uh, yeah i assume so yeah oh, right yeah. he did he did the velocicoaster and he did the the, the new river adventure ride at course, hollywood yeah. so he's yeah. been busy he's just switching permanently between what, <laughs> owen grady and yeah. peter quill until until he dies i guess that's just him that's now. It, that's it now yeah locked in for life Sign a contract with the yeah, devil. Seems that way. But the devil looked like Mickey Mouse. Oh, well. Oh, boy. Harmonious then, Josh. I mean, you have spoken ill of this on the podcast. Oh, it's just ugly. Previously, it? just the, the, I don't know, what would you what would you describe it as? Kind of the structures. For people that don't know, it's kind of like this very sort of monolithic looking structure that started going up in the lagoon at the centre yeah. of World Showcase at Epcot. So the very centre, um, for me, looks a bit like a Stargate. Yeah, you think it looks like a Stargate thing. A lot of people, myself included, have compared it to the uh, the uh, device that Doctor Octopus builds in um, Spider Man Two, and yeah, it it just doesn't look great. To be fair, it's. I mean, one would hope certainly that it's the type of thing that while you're watching this nighttime show, you realise why it looks like that, and it all comes together, and you think, oh, that's cool. And then as soon as the show's finished and you're back the following morning, you're like, oh, it's a shame. It still looks terrible at all other times of day. <laughs> yeah. When the majority of the people uh, in the park seems, is ugly as hell. Yeah. Ruins all the yeah, sight it lines. Doesn't, it sure does. I mean, I mean, let's ignore that for a second and just talk a little bit about what they've said about the show. So we should also note, by the way, that uh, I think as we knew previously, also opening on that day at Epcot will be finally Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in the French Pavilion. It's about goddamn uh, which, time. Which, of course, is a Disneyland Paris original. And there's going to be a few other bits and pieces at other parks, uh, including the... A Disney Enchantment nighttime show at the Magic Kingdom. Yes, which is probably going to uh, suck as well, I imagine. They're just going to show more... They're just going to cut bits from other films, right? And stick that on the castle. That's that's what they do right now, so... I, get, I mean, they can update the Star Wars section with some f- fantastic footage from Rise <laughs> of Skywalker. Yeah. Get, all the, get the crowd to go wild. It's, it's so low budget, isn't it? Do you not think... I mean, I can't deny I enjoyed it when I saw it in Paris, but I'm... I guess I'm a bit of a sucker for Star Wars music and Hans Zimmer music, so having a bit on Pirates and a bit on Star Wars playing out of this awesome sound system in the night time with some fireworks is kind of enough to make me go, ah, yay. But maybe it wouldn't hold up on second viewing. It's the... It's the... the Just blatant, just ripping scenes from a film and projecting it onto the castle that does me in, like... I mean, it is basically an ad. Yeah, I know, but they never used to do that, right? So it used to be nah. 
just a fireworks display and that was awesome. The fireworks displays have always been great, but the fireworks have been reduced back quite a lot, which is better for the environment, I appreciate, but they have been reduced a lot and replaced with projection onto the castle, but the projections are basically just cutting scenes from a film, which is, I can do that. Yeah. Come up with some new stuff. You know what would would make it better if if the film that was displayed on the castle was the old closing montage from the great movie ride? Do it. Bring it back. Anyway, uh, harmonious. So Disney, Josh, say this is one of the largest nighttime spectaculars ever created for a Disney park. This is the longest film montage we've ever made to project (laughs) onto a thing. (laughs) Uh, They say it will feature new interpretations of classic Disney songs reimagined in more than a dozen languages by a diverse group of 240 artists from around the world. So, you know, uh, I guess that's kind of them blending... I guess what they Epcot has become increasingly more in step with the other Disney parks in that it's become more of a place where you can see different properties and characters represented, whereas previously it wasn't really about that so much. I guess what Disney would tell you about this is that we're kind of trying to blend kind of this new Epcot experience with what it's been known to be traditionally by having these songs in all these different languages and reflecting the diversity of the world showcase, you know. Disney, if you need a PR man, uh, call me, call me. Um, I guess that's what they would say. Disney songs in different languages is always great. It's probably a good way of actually learning a few phrases, you know. It'd be good to, you know, if we ever get this Japan trip back on the road, it'd be handy to be able to turn up and, uh, you know, sing Under the Sea in Japanese or something. Yeah, that's going to get you really far in Japan. Yeah, one would hope so. Uh, anyway, so any final thoughts on Harmonious, Josh? They don't have to be positive. It doesn't seem like you have much positive to say about it anyway. I, I hope it's a really great nighttime show. Nighttime spectacular, so, please. Yes, I just wish it wasn't as ugly during the day. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, speaking of uh, things that are ugly during the day, uh, well, first, me. Uh, but secondly... The fact that Toontown in Disneyland oh. has started to be torn down in uh, in Disneyland in California. Of course, they're going to be replacing it with the uh, with a version of Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway from Hollywood Studios. But there has been, I guess, uh, upset over this. The fact that they're doing it kind of not particularly on the sly. The scaffolding that's up, the walls that are up around Toontown right now are not very high. <laughs> and so not. it's been very obvious to people that have been there over recent days that Toontown is being torn down. And uh, people have said that this is very much what Judge Doom wanted to achieve in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And, and they haven't even done that, Josh. This seems like it would have been an easy bit of world building in the park if they had at least maybe had some Judge Doom VO playing and you could have uh, hand it up a little bit and made the gu- made the kids at the park think, oh, no, Judge Doom is tearing down Toontown. You That'd know? be so good. But no, it's just this very blatant, <laughs> hey, yeah, there's a load of diggers in here oh, ripping man. down <laughs> Part of the theme park in clear view of everyone nearby, and yeah, I don't know. What do you make of this, Josh? Is this are we reading? Would you be reading too much into this to say this is reflective of uh, the current trend in thinking at these Disney parks, which is just uh, an increasing lack of care when it comes to the park experience? You know, it's, cost yeah. cutting and it's embarrassing. Or do you think that would be would that be looking too much into it? Just put a higher wall up. It's not hard, is it? All like. It just has to be double the height. It's not like it's got to be five times the height. Double the height of the wall and then you can't see what's going on. 
It's yeah. It's just uh, it's just poor. These what I mean, would, would not you, approve? What, what would not approve? What would you? What would you? What would you think if you were a kid looking at this? Would you be scarred? Would you be like, what are they doing to yeah. Town? <laughs> Certainly, you know, if being Disneyland as well, obviously a lot of residents are annual pass holders or were annual pass holders, so they'd come back regularly. If you're a, a child that's come back regularly and really likes Toontown, and now you're seeing this happen to your beloved Toontown, you'd be scarred for life, I feel. Probably, yeah. I reckon it's Bob Chapek is in the... I'm watching the video now, by the way, which um, <laughs> I think it was originally from TikTok, I think. I'm not... I must admit, I, well, is that it Instagram? Looks like I don't a, know. It looks I've, like an Instagram story. Is that Instagram? It's yeah. an Instagram story. Okay. It's been shared by uh, Out of Context Thing Parks on Twitter, which is a very funny account if you're not following it. I'm sure you are. Which is at OOC Parks. Yeah, people don't look happy. But in this clip, yeah, you see sort of the arm of one particular digger uh, knocking away at the front of one of the buildings in Toontown. I like to think it's like... It's Bob Chapek in there driving it around. Yeah, it is I imagine ill fit in an ill-fitting cream suit, just going. Wah-ha-ha-ha. I imagine he walked into the construction site and they were playing a record on the record player, and he walked over to it, stopped it, looked at it, and like, mm, the merry-go-round broke down, and he smashed it on the side, jumped in the digger, and started ripping it apart. <laughs> yeah, where's it's, Bob Hoskins uh, when you need him? Where is Bob? Ah, oh, Bob Hoskins. Well, we know where Bob Hoskins is, but it makes me sad to think about. Well, it's a shame, you know, it, it, but I guess, you know, Disney World fans will, it reminds me of that meme, you know, the James Franco meme, where it's like, first time, huh? It's like, <laughs> have you seen the state of our railroad for the past 936 days? <laughs> Basically been this. Yeah, it's not, it's not a great look. And I don't know how long this will be going on for, whether they will take any of the outrage on social media into account or whether they will dismiss it as social media outrage, which, you know, I do have to remind myself that social media outrage is not at all normally representative of how people in the real world actually feel. But yeah, I just feel like it's not a great look anyway. And I feel like this, it not being a great look would previously have been enough for Disney to rethink what they were doing. You know, whereas now I get the impression that they don't really care if it's not a great look. Yeah, they just go ahead with it anyway if it's the most efficient way and cheapest way of, of yeah, doing something. Certainly, right now they they just blame it on COVID, right? It's like, well, we we couldn't build a double high wall because COVID. They're probably saying, <laughs> oh, all right, yeah, great excuse, yeah. lads. Anyway, speaking of uh, construction that doesn't look great. Uh, I guess what you would describe as a cage has had to go up over the bypass bridge that connects the Wizarding World of Harry Potter to it's to Jurassic Park, or is it Lost Continent to Jurassic Park? I forget, having not been uh, there now for Lost a little to while. Jurassic Park. Is it Lost Continent? So this bridge has been closed for a little while now, obviously because of Velocicoaster construction. It has now reopened, but with a big cage over the top of part of it where the coaster soars directly above the bridge upside down we had that story that we talked about a couple of weeks ago of those kids uh who chucked ice at a moving coaster car and could have seriously injured somebody or worse yeah i'd, I'd imagine that this is a uh, possibly a a consequence of that it's a, it's obviously a safety thing it's a shame because it it, it again is a, a a kind of a bit of a sight line ruiner but i kind of wish they made the know, cage the full length I think it would look better if they made it the full length of the walkway, kind of like um, you're walking mm. through like a like a pterodactyl cage or something like that, you know? 
Yeah, that's not a bad... I wonder if it's something that they might... It, this feels to me like a very sort of slapdash, oh, we better put something up there now just in case, you know, something happens. I think, yeah, maybe you're right. I think it, you either make it the full length of the bridge or not at all. I don't know. It, it doesn't... It, it looks unfinished the way it's just sat there now covering yeah. a small portion of the bridge. But having said that, it would be a shame to... Not, you know, ruin is maybe putting it a bit strongly, but... Yeah, you get have some that really extended great... all the way down the bridge because you still got some good views yeah, some on that bridge even with and... that there. Maybe there's something else that can be done just to make it look a little bit more consistent and less jarring because obviously it's also very, uh, it very much doesn't jive with the aesthetic of the bridge. This cage, they don't no, absolutely. match at all. Hopefully, something that they can put a little bit more thought into over time. But just a shame, really. Um, I didn't actually sort of follow up on that story about the kids who threw the ice. I don't know if the kids did get that lifetime ban, if they found out who they were, if they put any other measures yeah, in place. Yeah, they were trespassed. They were trespassed. Oh, okay. Which is a That's technical good. term in the US, which means that they were kicked off and were banned. Throw them into Davy Jones' locker. <laughs> anyway, uh, taken to moving um, on. Azkaban. Yes, take them to Azkaban indeed. Now, uh, a double whammy of uh, Disney contemporary news uh, to an extent. So uh, the Destination D event, which sounds like a porn convention, but I'm told it's actually a Disney event, (laughs) uh, will return to Walt Disney World this November. Uh, It's been rebranded as Destination D23, a fantastic Disney celebration. And it's going to take place at Disney's contemporary... Resort in November. We normally get some decent theme park news out of these events. Uh, the yep. lineup hasn't been fully released, but hopefully we'll get updates on upcoming rides, things like Tron and Mission Breakout, and what's going on at some of the international parks, and also probably some other plans that will be announced to great fanfare and then never come to fruition for some reason. <laughs> but. Uh, in other contemporary news, they've redesigned some of the rooms. They've given them, again, this is for the 50th anniversary of the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, Disney's currently renovating all nine floors of guest rooms in the contemporary's main tower. And yes. they've uh, given them a, a, a bit of an, an Incredibles look. Kind of got that retro 50s future vibe that you see, uh, that, that, that I think Walt kind of envisaged. And uh, you, you quite like them, Josh. They are... Uh, classier than you would have expected from you know pixar themed rooms yeah you you know you hear incredible scenes you think for for a a hotel such as a contemporary you kind of feel like that might be quite gaudy or tacky or something like that you know because it'd be quite flamboyant uh bright colors quite you know the animation the pixar animation of the incredibles but no they've gone with this rather uh chic stylist minimalist design which uh i really like it works really well in the uh, contemporary. They thought about it. Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, law of averages would suggest that every so often they will. They will put real thought into what they're doing. You know, there, there are some good people left there, Josh. It's true, sure. Yeah. So we, we shouldn't get too cynical in our little podcast bubble here. But so, yeah, looks yeah. pretty good. I mm. will continue to not be able to afford to stay at such places. I really want uh, the Edna Mode pillow. It looks really, uh, or pillowcase, I guess. It looks really cool, really smart. <laughs> Do you, though? You want an Edna Mode pillow? Well, I want a pillowcase. It wouldn't, you know, I'm not sleeping on it. It's a it's a throw pillow, so you, you take it off the bed oh, when okay. you're sleeping. How would you explain it if you um, had a lucky lady round? Oh, what's that on your pillow? Oh, I've, that's nothing. <laughs> that's nothing. It's Edna you know, Mode, love. Some... Come on, it's the Incredibles. You should be like, oh, I love the Incredibles. 
I know, right? <laughs> One can dream. <laughs> you found a you found a keeper there if that was to happen. Yeah. All right. Finally, some positive news. Warner Brothers has reopened its expanded Hollywood studio tour. Uh, obviously, restrictions now are well on the wane in across California and obviously in Hollywood, therefore, and all the theme parks in the vicinity. And uh, so, yeah, it's just another attraction that is getting back to normal. And it, and it, I only really put it on here because it reminded me of the fact that I'd quite like to go back to that Harry Potter one uh, just outside London here. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, in non-COVID-y time, or less COVID-y time, shall we say, when I don't feel quite so nervous about getting pictures sat on brooms and touching props and things like that. It felt <laughs> a bit like a... It was a bit of a weird vibe when I went in March 2020, a week before everything properly went to hell, so... I'd quite like to go back at some point now that I'm fully mm. jabbed and can feel a bit more confident about that kind of thing. And you still haven't been at all, have you, Josh? So No, yeah, still on my list. Cool. Well, that's going to do it, I think, unless you've got anything else I've got a, I've got a on the cards. A couple of little things, Tom. Oh. oh. Yeah. Um, oh. First of all, news-wise, I get regular updates on the London Result planning application probably about a month ago, maybe two months ago. Um, obviously, there was the thing about it becoming, well, it's quite a few months ago now, it be about becoming a scientific area of scientific interest or whatever. Oh, yeah. Blimmin' nature nerds ruining our theme park fun. Yeah. Um, and so as part of that, uh, London Resort put in, you know, some updated stuff about their plans or whatever. And the planning inspectorate has come back and said that even though they've added these updated plans, uh, it hasn't really affected any of the original plans, so they don't intend to take any longer than already anticipated to uh, review all the stuff so uh, still on track um as nice, expected nice. yeah um and finally i've been watching a show called expedition back to the future where uh this guy called josh gates uh, is trying to find a delorean to uh sell to raise money for charity for the um michael j fox foundation um and at one point, it leads them to Universal Orlando, where at one point, a film-used DeLorean was on display. Uh, yes, I remember this. Unfortunately, the one that is there now is not film-used. It is a replica. Um, and the film-used uh, one um, was behind the scenes, you know, backstage for quite some time. Uh, that has now been put into a kid's hospital uh, for kids to enjoy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So that just was, a little, uh, little tidbit. The, the one that's at the park which, as you say, is now a replica. That's next to the train. Yes. Right, from three. Is that a replica as well, do you know, or is that an authentic film-used train? Um, I'm not sure about the train. I haven't looked up the train. They didn't really speak about the train on the show, but the car was the one from that scene in Back to the Future Part 3 where he arrives back in 1985 and he's like along the train tracks. Oh, okay. It cool. was that, oh, that it's been a while that... since I watched Back to the Future 2 and 3. We watched the first one, obviously, at the cinema last summer. Yeah, I should rewatch those other ones. I have a really controversial opinion. Uh, 3 is my second favourite of the of the three. After 2, I assume. It's going to be really uh, controversial. Uh, yes, no. Uh, n- number 1 is obviously the best, then 3 for me, then 2. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. You should write a think piece on that for newhighscore.co.uk. Or maybe. I just, you know, the Wild West is cool, right? Uh, the Wild West is cool. I can't, can't lie. Yeah, that's why I really want Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption Two to come out on PC. No, is is it out on PC? I think it is out on PC. But has, has anyone done a Back to the Future Three mod? Is the question I was going to ask. And if not, why not? 
get on there. Uh, I don't let think me, they have. Let me drive a DeLorean in Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, boy. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. cool. Well, is that going to do it, Josh? That is it, yeah. That is it. Excellent news. Well, thanks very much, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Park Rush podcast. If you missed it, we are now a Monday podcast. This is not late this week. This is <laughs> This arrived precisely when it meant to, uh, to yeah. quote one famous wizard. And we'll be back again next Monday uh, with more fantastic discussion about theme parks and hopefully the Pirates of the Caribbean expansion pack for Sea of Thieves, which we are planning to stream on the Park Rush Twitch account. So you'll be able to catch... Uh, anything we manage to get up to on that at twitch.tv slash parkrush. You can also keep in touch with the show on Twitter at parkrushpodcast or by email podcast at parkrush.com. The website is, of course, parkrush.com and you can find every episode and subscribe if you haven't already on your preferred podcasting app. That's going to do it. We'll see you next week. Stay safe out there. Goodbye. See ya. See ya.